Hello and welcome to the 14th recording of our PPC chat discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. Um, my name is Anu, your host for this evening and I'm the founder of MindSwan, a company through which I aim to share my ideas about paid search, paid media and especially my passion for doing digital reporting well through a tool that is already on everybody's laptop. That's right, that's Microsoft Excel. So yeah, if you want a free consultancy about what I can do for you in regards to paid search or cutting those spends on your data analysis tools, then yeah, send me a message at hello at mindswan.com and that's mind as in M-I-N-D and then swan, the animal, dot com. Um, or just um, get me on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram with the handle mindswanppc. Um, so yeah, yesterday we had Timothy Jensen, a regular um, on the PBC chat circuit, um, lead the topic of auto-optimization. So that's, that's um, talking about CPA bidding, optimizing ad rotation, goal-optimized shopping campaigns, etc. So yeah, let's see what we had to say, um, what he had to say for this discussion. So he starts with, hello everyone, welcome to today's PPC chat, let's get started. And he starts with a poll saying, do you use automation features in your PPC management? And um, yeah, it looks like 65% of people said yes with discretion. 32% said yes all the time and 3% a very low very I'm, I'm glad low number um, a percentage of people said um, never um, we've got Robert Brady and um, then continuing with his answer saying that I'm fine with automation when I can measure and see it's improving results or saving me lots of time hate the black boxes um, Timothy Jensen replies to that saying agreed it's frustrating when you can't see behind the curtain and um, yeah John Kagan replies helps maintain sanity. Um, so yeah, we've got um, Julie Puccini coming here saying that she's going to be only here for the first part of the chat. So if you see her answers, you know, going all quiet on that end, you know why. And then we've got JD Pratter then replying to um, question one saying all the time, as long as you have a process, then use automation to reduce manual work um, and so Timothy Jensen goes straight up he's quick on this going let's move on to question two and question two comes at what are some examples of auto optimization settings you've generally seen work well um, and then yeah he said that uh, we've got Robert Brady um, saying auto bidding on both Facebook and AdWords has worked well for me when you've got enough volume um, Julie Buccini comes in with question answer to a question two saying it is interesting to me how much we all just let Facebook do the auto bidding pretty much without too much questioning but generally not the same attitude on AdWords. Um, Mark Gustafson then um, replies to question one saying absolutely automation is a must when managing PPC in 2018 while I think testing manual is beneficial there's just so many data points considered in smart bidding embrace automation I've seen a lot of old school manual old school manual bidders run into problems 
Um, we've got J.D. Prater then going to um, his answer to question two. So again, same bidding, ad rotation and sequencing, pausing low performers and ad scheduling. Um, and then we've got um, Timothy Jensen replying to um, Robert Brady, where Robert said, auto bidding on both Facebook and AdWords has worked well for me. Um, Timothy replies, proper volume is certainly crucial for the system to work properly. Um, we've got Timothy Jensen replying to um, Julie Piccini, where, it say, where she said, it's inter interesting how much we all just let Facebook do auto bidding. Timothy Jensen replies, very true, very true. I do tend to be much more cautious about reaching the point where I turn on AdWords CPA bidding while I use it all the time in Facebook. Um, and then it rhymes with eyes, continues that um, discussion saying, I have the impression that Facebook actually gives that advice. Let the machine do its thing and don't try to tinker. Whereas Google sometimes suggests that, but is more open to trying new ways of using their tools. Um, Julie Bettini replies then saying, also Facebook has been that way from go. Whereas AdWord has not. So it's a harder sell to semi-jaded pros. Um, yeah, and it rhymes with eyes continue saying true. Plus Google is doing better at, at appearing transparent. Facebook is clinging to their don't look at our stuff attitude. Huh? And with all the Cambridge Analytica stuff, that might not be a great attitude. But hey, if it's working for people. Um, and then, yeah, we've got... Um, um, yeah, Dwayne replying to um, it rhymes with I saying hi, folks. Dropping in and dropping out this morning because of the week on meetings. And Dwayne replies, "Is winter also coming?" I'm guessing that's a reference to Game of Thrones, which is why I've dropped it in there. Um, and then yeah, Dwayne Brown replies to question one, saying, "Sure, Facebook and I test it out on AdWords and Bing and keep it where it makes sense." And we've got Martin Rottengarden replying to question two, saying bidding is the number of applications for us, usually CPA or ROAS bidding. We use ad rotation even more, but it has become a foundation that goes without saying. And, and then we've got Mark Gustafson replying to question two, saying automated bidding in AdWords has been fantastic. I've seen a lot of success with maximizing conversions, especially for lead gen. As long as you have a steady flow of conversions in, this can work wonders. Um, and then we've got um, Dwayne Brown replying to question two, saying double checking negative keywords, conflicts and bidding to name a few. We've got Mark's Media coming in with the answer to question one, saying we tend to use automation with aspects of bidding and ad rotation. Um, and then, yeah, then Timothy Johnson replies and says, OK, let's go to the negative end of things now. Uh, with question three, he goes with what are some examples of auto optimization settings you've generally seen work poorly? Um, and then, yeah, we've got Mark's Media replying to question two first, saying automated bidding in AdWords has worked well for us a lot as along with ad rotation as mentioned in um, answer one um, among other settings we utilize we've got kyle shirts then replying to um timothy jensen's question two saying target cpa is usually super effective in adwords however i usually do see lower impression share so try to avoid this on brand campaigns um timothy jensen then um reply saying um yes it has its pluses and minuses needs sufficient data to work properly and certainly can reduce overall volume um and then we've got um it rhymes with eyes replying um, to question three saying the lifetime budgets they often don't match the objective and will just accelerate spend no matter what 
Um, and then um, Marcus of Sing then continues with his answer to question two, saying, I used to be all about rotate. I definitely, um, I definitely for ad rotation, but with AdWords, is, um, but with AdWords it's optimizing on per auction level that really can't be passed upon in my opinion for facebook i love dynamic creative especially useful for dealing with ad fatigue um yes i'm all about optimizing against ad fatigue which is something i'm trying to really introduce with um my um because the, the clients i'm working with at the moment who have pretty much the same three ad copies i look across several loads of several different ad groups which is about recruitment advertising and I'm talking about how ad fatigue is a thing, and even if it's just about using dynamic keyword insertion to make something quite different and stand out depending on which ad group um, um, your your search has gonna come through. Um, so yeah, we've got Kyle Schultz then replying to Timothy Jensen's um, answer to question three. Um, we've got Kyle Schultz replying to question three saying, maximize clicks and conversion seems to work well for Google, higher CTR and lower conversion rates. Christopher Tompkins, Tompkins even replies saying, agreed, I've always tried to shy away from looking too far into maximize click numbers as they are hardly reliable. Then we've got Julie Buccini's um, answer to question three saying, auto placements on GDN. And we have Timothy Jensen replying to Carl Schertz, where Carl had said um, target CPA is usually super effective in AdWords. However, I usually see low impression shares to try so try to avoid this on brand campaigns. Um, so Timothy Jensen replies to that saying, yes, it had its, has its pluses and minuses, needs sufficient data to work properly and certainly can reduce overall volume. And then we've got um, It Rhymes With Eyes um, replying to agree. And that's in replying to Timothy saying, um, I've heard some stories about enhanced CPC gone bad since they loosened the limits on it. Um, yeah, and It Rhymes With Eyes continues saying, the conspiracy theorist in me wonders if they're sabotaging it in order to make you more dependent on portfolio strategies. Hmm, interesting. Um, we've got Mark Gustafson replying to question three saying, while I personally love maximized conversions for some clients, it tends to be inconsistent week to week. I actually started reporting less frequently for one client because our monthly numbers were great, but we would have an unreal week followed by a bad one. Um, and then, yeah, we've got Julie Piccini saying that she's got a run today, can pick up a weight. Um, that got JD Prater replying to Robert Brady, who had said, um, anytime you have low volume, there's a risk. The automation will go into a death spiral. JD Prater replies, definitely limited data or bad data is a kiss of death, which is I'm skeptical of all these AI machine learning tools. Timothy Jensen replies, accuracy of conversion data can be a wild card for sure. That and the fact that especially with more complex B2B clients, different conversions at different funnel stages have varying values. It rhymes with eyes, replies, uh, and not all clients actually have a value they agree on. Guys, my stupid robot needs a number. Um, Robert Brady replies, it's true. And yeah, you Prater agrees as well. Um, and then, yeah, we've got... Um, 
um, it rhymes with eyes in reply to Mark Gisterson who had said, while I personally love maximizing conversion for some clients, it tends to be inconsistent week to week. It rhymes with eyes replies, I had that issue and basically had a frank conversation with our client. We saw this beautiful trend line of higher signups for lower acquisitions cost for the year, but weekly brand versus non-brand was messy, which is fine. Uh, Mark Gustafson replies, yep, until something starts looking up off looking off more long term i usually chalk it up to google figuring out seasonality or something but it's always hard to switch when you consistently see absolutely unreal weeks um it rhymes with eyes continues it's so hard with seasonal campaigns some clients just can't deal with weekly data which by nature is bumpier than monthly or annual so yeah you guys have got to be really careful with that you know in terms of looking seasonality looking at weekly data versus monthly data um i always used to say that with in previous like data analysis that don't worry too much when um some figure goes out of place on a weekly basis if it then starts to become a trend then you start worrying um we've got then yeah we've got um then Martin Rotten, the Rotter, Rotgarden, um, replying to um, Timothy Jensen's question three, saying, I've learned to be cautious with new tools like new bidding strategies. For example, ROAS bidding works well now, but was horrible when it was first introduced. Um, and then, yeah, John Kagan replies, CPA target is my favorite. We also do time of day or demo bidding, which is key for select transitional clients, i.e. restaurants. Um, and then John Kagan, John Kagan replies to question three, saying bid to position. If you're doing this on non-brand, I feel you should feel shame. And then there's a, a gif of um, the shame, shame, shame walk in Game of Thrones. And Timothy Jensen then goes, okay, so some of this, some touched on this question, but I'm curious to hear what everyone has to say. Um, and then, yeah, he goes to question four saying, um, which platform do you trust the most to hold the reins for optimizing your campaigns and which do you trust the least um and then but then quickly before that um, mark gustafson replies to question three saying don't know if this counts but i've never had any luck with dynamic display and think they look awful very much for the lazy uninformed in my opinion i think it's important to have a certain level of control the set it and forget it mindset is always bad um, and then Marcus Knight then replies to um, Timothy Jensen and Robert Brady, where um, Timothy had said, wait, no more conversion minimum to implement. Um, and that was when that was in connection to the discussion about Google saying that target CPA bidding can be implemented with no conversion history. Um, so, yeah, Marcus Knight continues, our Google AM said the automation can work with no conversion history. He couldn't answer how it would do that, though. So, yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't trust that. And then John Kagan actually comes in with his answer to question four saying, honestly, this isn't a popular answer, but of the major ones, Kenshu, Marin, Dart, Ignition One, they are interchangeable. I can't heavily, um, I lean heavily on Dart courtesy of the nearly real-time data we get for interday optimization. Um, then we've got Christy Olson replying to question four saying that there are so many great platforms for optimization. The hard part, the hard part to answer the question is that each platform has some positives and negatives for different sizes of accounts and goals. Um, we've got um, it rhymes with eyes replying to question four saying with a controversial question Timothy, Timothy Jensen with a controversial question I have to say AdWords I have zero trust in Facebook right now for various reasons Bing is good less than perfect and YouTube is improving um, and then yeah we've got um, 
um Amalia saying I'm late I'm late for a very important date um then yeah Timothy Justin replies really fascinating to see the variety of responses here um Robert Brady goes I don't trust any of them but since you asked in relative terms I'd say I trust Facebook the most and AdWords the least um and then yeah it rounds it eyes replies to um Christy Olsen is saying that there are so many great platforms for optimization. The hard part to answer the question is that each platform has some positives and negatives. Um, Rounded with Eyes goes very diplomatic and accurate. Um, Christy Olsen then continues, I know, but it's true. I've managed accounts where platform, um, where platform rules-based bidding that worked perfect for the size of the account, but I also managed huge campaigns where we needed to have a portfolio approach to a third-party platform is needed so yes it does de definitely depend on the size of the account um and then christopher tomkinson um tomkins i need to stop saying tomkinson tomkins even <laughs> sorry there christopher um yeah it goes in answer to question four saying sem rush it goes beyond ppc management and analytics to provide you with other aspects of your web presence it also has your usual straightforward keyword search utilities Amalia replies to question four saying, I have trust issues. I question everything. I don't really trust any of the platforms to optimize properly for me. Um, and then, um, yeah, JD Pratter says for basic if TTT functionality, ad rotations, alerts and monitoring, I trust, trust ad stage on Facebook. I pretty much let them control everything. Um, and then, yeah, Amalia replies to Robert Brady, where he says, I don't trust any of them. Amalia replies, me too. But I wonder if that's because there's more information about them and I have way more exposure to them than the others. Um, and they've got Amalia replying to um, Mark Gustafson, where he says, yes, I want Google tools, but I don't want to be the one developing them and teaching their machine learning by trial and error. Um, and then we've got, um, yeah, Amale replying to that saying, I thought of this the other day when I was typing on my pixel and it was clearly trying to learn and guess my reply, my fault for buying a Google product. Um, and then I'll, um, got Mark Gustafson replies, I'll say, I trust Facebook for bidding. I think it's just difficult to figure it out. I also heard from perpetual traffic from digital marketer that handle digital mktr straight from facebook's mouth that manual bidding doesn't really get you better results interesting um and then yeah we've got um yeah Amalia replying to it rhymes with eyes where she said oh and not all my clients actually have a value they agree on so Amalia replies ha 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 this made me chuckle but it's so true with so many varying businesses and so many varying definitions of success, how can a machine truly ace optimization? Yeah, and it brings me back to the conversation I was having with um, my manager um, this morning saying that you need to, we need to have a target. We need to know what, what good looks like, what the, what the, what the value is on, um, you know, like job views so that we actually know how well we're actually doing and what we're actually returning to the client. Um, and then, yeah, so it rhymes that eyes has to leave early as well. Say, so, guys, it's been real, but my biz dev meeting calls. Um, and then we've got Martin um, Rotgarden replying, overall, I trust Google to optimize many aspects of our campaigns. The catch is that you need to know exactly what each tool is supposed to do. For example, if you use maximize conversion, conversions, expect your budget to be used up, even if you pay 10 times for one more conversion. 
Um, Mark Gustafson goes in all caps, don't trust LinkedIn. Interesting. I guess it's not really automated, but the suggested bids can be laughable sometimes. I think inflating those numbers is a pretty dirty tactic on their part. Um, and then, yeah, Robert Brady replies to question 14. I appreciate how the answers today are qualifying the how and why. There's so much nuance here that that further explanation is vital. Um, Duane Brown replies to question four saying, take each client on any platform with a grain of salt. Test and see if it works. If it does, then keep going, keep it going on Google, Facebook, etc. Otherwise, try something new. Try to be platform agnostic. Yes, I agree with that. And I actually do see Duane Brown as one of those who's definitely very platform agnostic and will try test on any platform, you know, to see whether it will work for the client. Um, and then, yeah, we've got some J.D. Prater then replying to um, Timothy Jensen, where he talks about um, the, where, where he replies to J.D. Um, saying, talking about ad stage, about, you know, ad rotations, alerts. And um, J.D. Prater goes, oh, I'm objective in our capabilities. I know our strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, that's definitely important too. know where you're good at, know what bidding to use and know where you're, you fail and you need automation. Um, and then Robert Brady replies to um, Mark Gustafson, who, who doesn't trust LinkedIn. Robert Brady replies, LinkedIn is way behind in pretty much every aspect of PPC. Um, and then, yeah, and he goes, um, sorry, AJ Wilcox. Um, AJ Wilcox comes in saying, haha, you won't find me trying to defend the suggested bids. The ranges and recommendations are definitely laughable in most instances. I can count on one hand the number of advertisers I know paying $13 plus per click. And that's often the middle of their suggested range. Wow, that's very high. Um, JD Prater replies, so true. It's kind of sad, even though they're trying to make it better. Timothy Jensen says, all I want is to see conversion data on the same screen with clicks. JD Prater, yeah, I agree with that. I started looking into like LinkedIn data. You, you get the traffic data and you actually have to pull the report to actually see conversion data. I'm not, I'm not sure about that. So guys, watch out for LinkedIn. It can suggest some very high CPCs. Don't necessarily go for those high CPC bids and um, yeah, see how low you can get to get the conversion um, conversion volume that you actually need to actually trying to work towards target um, JD Prater then continues you can do that now in ad stage um, and in a few weeks our Salesforce, Salesforce and HubSpot connectors will f connectors will be finished get ready Timothy Jensen replies I do use ad stage for that purpose super helpful still seems like it wouldn't be that hard for LinkedIn's dev team to accomplish um, awesome to hear about the um, Salesforce and Salesforce and HubSpot connectors Amale replies, part of me wonders why LinkedIn doesn't care as much. Are we um, not pressuring them or are just as not the significant chunk of what they do? Still protecting the user experience more. Um, then Robert Brady uh, continues with that saying, LinkedIn gets a lot of revenue from membership subscriptions and from job listings. The ad platform is the red-headed stepchild. <laughs> um, Amala replies, you can tell by the way they treat their ad platform in comparison to Google and Facebook and even Quora now. Um, yeah, and AJ Wilcox replies, thank goodness this seems to be changing. It used to take two and a half years for a new future to roll out. Now we're getting 10 to 15 per year.
We've got Tim Halloran um, replying to question four saying, I know this sort of a cop-out answer, but my trust in the platform depends on the client. There's just certain accounts I trust to hold the reins based on historical data, whether that's AdWords, Facebook or LinkedIn. But if I had to choose one, then Facebook. Um, and then we've got Dwayne Brown then replying to um, it rhymes with eyes um, saying that Tim Tim Jensen with the controversial question. I have to say AdWords. I have zero trust in Facebook. And Dwayne replies, I feel many feel this way. I can relate to these feelings at times, though I will continue to test things out for a client on each platform. Um, and then Timothy Jensen um, replies to um, Mark Gustafson about not trusting LinkedIn, um, asking, is your concern with LinkedIn primarily over bid recommendations? Do you use LinkedIn's um, maximized clicks or conversion bid strategies or do you use manual bidding here? Um, and then Mark Gustafson says the AJ Wilcox way. Uh, and AJ Wilcox then replies saying, if you bid at the floor, that's the lowest CPCs you can get with the exceptions of bidding CPM on campaigns with exceptional CTRs. The maximized clicks over conversion settings are decent if you're bidding above the floor, but probably only are successful for our campaigns 50% of the time. So yeah, get that strategy in place, guys, for your LinkedIn campaigns. Um, and so, yeah, we've got um, Marcus Knight saying, I try to avoid LinkedIn wherever possible for this very reason. Um, and that's in terms of, yeah, the whole inflated suggested bidding. Um, and yeah, yeah, hopefully targeting options in Bing will make it easier to avoid even more <laughs> in the future. Um, and then we've got um, Kirk Williams joining the chat today saying that if it comes to running basic algorithms based on data, then all of them equally. Once we get into the predictive stuff, then I trust those with the best data, e.g. for optimizing to demographics. I trust Facebook more than Google because much better data. And that's in reply to question four. Um, and then, yeah, we've got um, Christy Olsen and replying to um, Dwayne Brown saying uh, where he says, be platform agnostic. And um, Christy Olsen goes, completely agree. In my honest opinion, it's worth testing new platforms and build bidding algorithms to see if shaking up from the status quo moves the needles with performance. Um, Dwayne Brown replies, only way to be, especially on Facebook. What works for some doesn't work for others, but I would never say never do X on an ad platform. Um, and then, yeah, we've got um, Timothy Jensen replying to Tim Halloran saying good points. Um, and then we've got Martin um, Reutgarden replying to Christy Olsen, who had said, um, I think it almost goes back to really understanding how bidding works, etc. Martin replies, yes, and that's actually a pain point for me. It's never quite clear if portfolio approaches are being used and what exactly they're trying to accomplish. Um, and then we've got um, Kirk Williams then replying to Martin um, Rotengarden, um, where he says, I've learned to be cautious with new tools like new bidding strategies. For example, Roas bidding works well now, but has horrible was horrible when it was first introduced. And um, Kirk Williams says, I think I still think T. Roas struggles a lot with big changes. For instance, a holiday surge when the landscape shifts dramatically. Um, Christy Olsen says, what is T. Roas? <laughs> yeah, 
Thank you for asking, Christy. And that's Target Rowers. Um, and then Christy also says, LOL, new acronym. I haven't seen that one before. Um, and then Kirk Williams says, I don't excuse the algorithms there, by the way. An algorithm needs to be able to handle unexpected data swings. Otherwise, what's the point of trusting it? Competitive landscape shifts constantly. Uh, ML still need to grow spe specifically there, I think. Uh, Marcus Susan says, um, and I think the thing that was um, linked in instead of ML. <laughs> so um, Marcus Susan says, um, yep, I agree 100%. It has to learn big seasonal rushes in my mind work the same as launching a brand new campaign. Um, and so, yeah, we have um, then um, Timothy Jensen then um, coming in with um, his answer to uh, um, Kirk Williams, where he says his answer to question four, say if it's coming to running basic algorithm data on based on data, then all of them equally. Um, Timothy Jensen replies, Facebook lookalikes win over Google similar audiences for sure. Um, and then we've got Robert Brady um, replying to J.D. Prater and Mark Gustafson. And he goes, what's been interesting to me is seeing how fast Quora has evolved their offering. And I know LinkedIn should have more resources. Um, and then, yeah, we've got Amelia, Amalia saying um, a lot of the optimizations are based on past 30 days. But what if that included Christmas? And that was replied to um, Martin Reutengarden, where he says, yes, that's exactly a pain point for me. It's never quite clear if portfolio approaches are being used and what exactly they're trying to accomplish. Um, and then we've got, yeah, where he, when, when Amalia says a lot of the optimizations are based on past 30 days, um, Martin replies, perhaps we need to ask the platforms whether they trust us enough to support their bidding algorithms. For example, if you could tell them that there's a specific change to be expected, in my opinion, most platforms are too focused on simplified one-size-fits-all approaches. Christy Olsen replies, very true. In the past, what I did for a very holiday-centric account was to look at the previous year's trends and data and try to incorporate that with a 30-day from 12-month algorithm look back into my during-holiday algorithm. Uh, but for that to work, I had to have a third-party platform, have consistency in my account structure year-on-year, year, and then work with the platform's team to ensure that they could use a 30-day conversion data from a 365 look-back to capture the peaks and values. Um, Amalia replies, it's a tough nut to crack, that's for sure. Um, and then we've got Timothy Jensen replying to Amalia where she had said, um, and I need it for B2B. And um, so I need them to hurry with that. Although why would they, why would they, when they dominate in B2B? And that's in terms of, and they are LinkedIn. Um, Timothy Jensen replies, really looking forward to have LinkedIn audiences rolled out for the general pub public to use in the Microsoft audience network. Mark Gustafson replies, yes, hopefully they do it right. I'm more excited for what Google does in response. They entered into a partnership with Salesforce, Salesforce a little bit ago. Are we going to be able to import those segments and target them specifically with our audience maxes? I'm predicting yes. Um, Timothy Jensen replies, that would be amazing. J.D. Prater replies, Salesforce GA partnership is for GA360, not us little guys. Paul Wicker then replied, also interesting that the Facebook ad Salesforce partnership is powered by Zapier. I wondered if they are bringing it in-house at some point. Amalia replies, oh, Zapier, my favorite third-party tool. 
that's a very new to me. I probably trust Zapier more than any ad platform. Timothy Junction replies, agreed, love it. Genius product that saves the day for so many integrations. Amalia replies, I feel like at least once a day, my thought process is, oh, it won't play nice with that other platform. That's fine. I have Zapier. Wow, very interesting. I wish um i should try to yeah learn about that one I, that's on my list of to do to find out about investigate about that zapier that's z-a-p-i-e-r um amalia replies me too um christy olsen says so am i, I do like that with our introduction integration with linkedin that we're targeting audiences and not placements but that's a whole other conversation We've got Timothy Jansen um, going, let's do, um, let's get on to question five. Um, what approach do you use for testing an effectiveness of an auto-optimization setting? Then we've got Christopher Tompkins um, replying to question five saying, honestly, trial and error. Go with your basic instincts for what you or your team thinks work best. Adapt and adjust your campaign from that point moving forward. Um, then we've got um, John Kagan replying to question six saying, uh, maybe it's lazy, but I'm a firm believer of pre versus post, except for landing page test. Then it's head to head real time. Amalia then replies to question five saying, just a real unbiased look at the data and making sure I have my benchmarks defined before trying to decide if something works or not. So I believe John Kagan, John, John Kagan was actually replying to question five there. Um, and then we've got Amelia replying saying, I would only add defining success before you start um, with this PPC chat. And Carl Schertz replies to question five saying, I do mainly trial and error mainly, but want to utilize experiments more. Then we've got Emma Franks replying to question five saying, I like to use experiments if I'm testing in AdWords and give it roughly two weeks, depending on size of account. Then I look at week on week to see if the algorithms are learning properly to determine if tests should continue through 30, day, through 30 days and be applied. And then we've got um, Glenn Schmelzel replying to question five saying, not proud to admit, but sometimes brief run reviewing before and after gets us by when it promises to be major part of campaign we will set up experiments um, and then Amalia replies saying I think one thing I have to do is continually go back and try old things again experiments in AdWords for instance they've made so many changes that I should probably not blanket write them off and then we've got Timothy Jensen going okay let's move on to question six um, and question six is, what advice would you share with new, PP with new PPCers about using these settings? Um, and then we've got um, Emma Franks actually gave, doing a part two to answer to question five, saying one comment with the experiments for automated bidding is to keep in mind that you're only giving a portion of traffic to the algorithm. So it's best to use if your conversion volumes more than doubles the recommended minimum. Um, we've got Mark Gustafson replying to um, question five, saying bidding experiments um, and ad testing. I just throw up a bunch of them and then analyze them all afterwards. I then create variations of top ads is the same process as before, but I don't have to worry about wasting a half of my spend. The platform won't allow it. I've got John Kagan replying to question six saying, never think you can just swap stuff out on a certain day for a valid test. 
Um, and then we've got Amalia replied to question six saying, always ask questions and even question the analysis of those senior to you. We miss things. Learn what you can, but don't become addicted to one platform and every client is different. So yes, going back to doing Brown's advice, be platform agnostic. We've got Mark's Media replying to question four saying, as you can, no doubt guess we favor AdWords over Facebook ads when it comes to auto-optimizing our campaigns. Um, Emma Franks replies to question six saying always, and that's always in caps, um, saying know that always know the data requirements for any automated bidding you want to test. Google and Facebook both suggest conversion volume or week or month that will allow for proper optimization. Don't use automated bidding if you can't hit those minimums, minimums, minutes in some way. Um, and then, yeah, we've got Kirk Williams replying to question six, saying, make sure you have one, enough data, two, the right data. Algorithms are only as good as their data, too little, and they make bad decisions, inaccurate data, and they make bad decisions. Um, Christy Olsen replies to question six, saying, test and learn, rinse and repeat. No, in all serious seriousness, look at your current strategy and always consider new or different ways to test in your account. Document a testing plan and then try. If something tanks or doesn't work, stop and revert back to what did. Um, and then, yeah, we've got um, Mike Friedman replying to question three, saying when automated bidding is recommended with few or no conversions, it's pretty much going to fail. Um, we've got Glenn Schmelzel who replied to... Um, Emma Franks, who where she say always know the data requirements for any automated bidding. And he replies, worth echoing Emma here, don't use automated bidding if you can't hit those minimums in some way. Um, yeah, we've got Amalia also replying to um, yeah, Emma Franks, who says um, about, yeah, always know the data. And says, she says, this is so true. Turning something on without understanding its potential impact, if it doesn't have enough data, has been the death of many a campaign. So yes, you new PPCers out there, you know, remember it's all about the data you've got. Don't just jump into any automated bidding kind of system just because you feel it's the, it'll be easy for you to work around your bids. Know whether you have the data required for the automated bid to actually give you good optimizations. Um, Robert Brady then replies to question, question six, saying, never turn your back on automation. That's when it gets you. Um, Amalia replies, to my juniors in particular, I want them to question me, my strategies, my structure, my experiments, my thought processes. It makes us both stronger at what we do. So guys, don't be scared to challenge your superiors. Um, and yeah, so Timothy Jensen also then replies to Robert Brady where Robert had said, never turn your back on automation. And Timothy replies, automation does not equal set it and forget it. That's why good PPC managers still have jobs. Um, and yeah, Mali then replies to, um, yeah, Eric Farmer saying, I really want AJ Wilcox to storm in here and defend his castle. And that's in terms of LinkedIn. Amalia replies, it's hard for him to do that when we don't tag him through the thread. But yes, AJ Wilcox is is welcome to defend. Um, and then AJ replies, thanks for the tagging. Love this conversation. Love even more the fact that we're having it as airwaves have been quiet for some time. Um, and then, yeah, we've got um, Amalia replying to, um, yeah, Robert Brady, where he had said, never turn your back on automation. Amalia replies, ha ha, I love this. It is also true.
And then we've got Mark Gustafson saying that you need to know your stuff. Automation is not an easy solution. That takes no knowledge or talent. That takes no knowledge or talent. Having a deep understanding on PPC and manual strategies really is important. Even if you end up relying on automation, you need to know what the strategy does. And then Timothy Jansen replies, um, goes, uh, okay, one final question to end the discussion. What automation trends do you predict for the future of PPC? Um, and then, um, yeah, Mr. Aguila replies to quick to replies to question six saying, make mistakes, have fun. Um, and then we've got Amalia saying, replying to Mark Gustafson where he says, you need to know your staff. Amalia replies, I still remember being on the phone with a Google rep and asking about the new smart settings and them saying, oh, that's for people with no experience. I was like, cool. So that's how we automate now. <laughs> Probably an outlier, but still. Um, Mark Gustafson said, wow, how bizarre. Um, Amalia then goes, um, the lack of consistent messaging over at Google, I find is part of my problem. Depending on who I talk to, their role, how high up they are, I get different answers. Mark Gustafson says this, this, so much of this. Um, Timothy Jensen replies, yes, I've heard so many conflicting recommendations from agency reps and support teams there. So guys, it really does sound that you'll get more consistent advice on the PPC chat threads than from Google sometimes themselves. Um, and then, yeah, Amelia replies to go, ones that frustrate me. And um, that's, um, yeah, in reply to question seven, um, I feel that's a very brief answer, but that's really all she's written. Ones that frustrate me in answer to question seven. Um, Glenn Schmelzels then replies to question seven saying, I hope I'm wrong, but I see platforms replacing some manual settings with automations. They're so sure the algorithms can do better jobs. I don't dispute that. Um, but I still need settings to divine to divide what's going on and explain to clients. John Kagan replies to question seven, saying the future analytic optimization, in my opinion, especially when voice abilities come along and roles that can be used across channels. Um, Timothy Jensen says, yes, mixed feelings on this trend for sure. And that's in replying to um, Glenn Schmelzer, where he says um, platforms replacing some manual settings with automation. Um, Amelia replies, yes, me as well. I see it with smart goals and analytics. You're telling me something was accomplished, but that's not helpful when my, when my clients ask, what was it? And I can't answer because you wouldn't let me see it. See it, um, Timothy Jensen replies, yes, clients need real tangible conversions as proof. Um, and then, yeah, we've got um, Christy Olson replying to question seven, saying data will become the new currency for optimization as AI, machine learning and predictive anal analytics are re readily integrated into tools and platforms. Um, Mark Gustafson replies to question seven, saying, um, I don't know if it'll, if it'll ever happen, but I pray to the PPC gods every night that we will get more insight into automation. I think transparency, transparency, transparency really is important and showing us what data points are being considered should be amazing. And then Amali replies, I also hope for a more collaborative growth to automation platforms, consulting with experts to create tools that we actually need. Um, and then, yeah, Timothy Jensen replies um, to Amali um, saying, yes, clients need real proof. Uh, and then we've got um, 
Timothy Jensen then rounding up the chat saying thanks everyone for participating in today's discussion. Loads of food, lots of food for thought there. We'll wrap up for the day, but feel free to continue chatting. Um, so yeah, there were some really cool new recommendations there. Uh, my biggest one is Zapier, the uh, I believe a new by bidding platform to try out for me to test out, and also about you know not just trusting necessarily just trusting automation any automation that comes up make sure you have your data actually stacks up to be able to be ready to test any new automation so yeah thanks again guys for joining us i'm Anya again from mindswan contact me on hello at mindswan.com for any free ppc consultancy um but yeah i hope you've enjoyed that and taken some really great learnings for you to go out and test and um, hope to catch you again next week thank you Bye.